0: Before we start today, we'd like to talk about the fine, upsetting gentlemen that sponsor this here podcast, Cheapskate Hockey.
1: Cheapskate Hockey is without a doubt the best in the hockey apparel business, boasting a range of headwear, shirts, sweaters, and jerseys for guys and girls, as well as a bunch of handy add-ons like air fresheners, helmet decals, and for those of you that like to get a little creative, pins and patches.
0: Wow, but Polypuck listeners are in luck, as you're all privy to a discount code at Cheapskate Hockey. All you need to do is go to their website cheapskatehockey.com buy some stuff and at your cart enter holy puck and you'll get a raging 15% off your purchase
1: cheapskate hockey the game you proudly love now has clothing you can proudly wear
0: wow here we go We're, this is episode 44 of the holy puck podcast I'm of course John, and with all with me always is Cam wow Cam we are the best in the hockey business in terms of news views and abuse what is happening in your world what is happening in the hockey world Cam hit me
1: uh, in the hockey world, I'm actually just scrolling through Instagram at the moment, <laughs> and um, TSN just put a really good poster. They said, "Choose your goalie." They've got Heaver from Young Bladders and Keanu, Dennis Lemieux from um, Slapshot, Marco Belshaw from Goon and Goldberg. I don't know who to pick.
0: I'm surprised. I- I'm surprised that um, that Garth didn't get a didn't get a mention because Garth was obviously the perennial goalie in Wayne's world. How can't dare they?
1: It's straight hockey. It doesn't count.
0: Ah, oh, boo. That's a minor technicality and you know it. Although they were wearing yeah. Blackhawks jerseys, which is very upsetting.
1: I almost bought one of the violent gentlemen, Wayne's World slash Blackhawks jerseys. And the thing is, like, the Blackhawks jersey is unreal. It's the best jersey in professional sports. Let's, yeah. let's be honest with ourselves. And I, I put it in the cart and I went to place the order and I'm like,
0: fuck mm, it, I can't do it. And I split the cart. Yeah, it's too hard too hard. Anyway, so I, I, we, were talking, we were talking briefly off air. Um, and we, we, should, we should almost get into a full phone review um, because I finally got around to watching uh, Ice Guardians Cam. And let uh, me yes. tell you what an ocean of emotion it is. It is, an, it is an actual spiritual and emotional journey. And if you haven't seen it yet, my God, my God, is it excellent.
1: Well, here's, and here's where John and I were at before we, we kicked off recording this evening. We both loved the shit out of it, we both loved all the people who were speaking, we both understand the, you know, modern day and historical arguments for the need for these people, and you know, on the flip side, we understand that it's no longer a need and all that. The one point we also both agreed on is Brian McGratton left a bad taste in both our mouths.
0: Yeah, just, I don't know. I always disliked him when he was playing for Calgary. I always thought it was an
1: which, under- which I didn't know. I liked him when he was when he was an active player. So that's where we that's where we had yeah. Ha- that's, so,
0: that's that's our one differential. But in the end of it, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's really interesting. Um, I, the, the the one thing I won't obviously we won't spoil it for you, but. The the one thing that that does leave a, a, a foul taste in your mouth is he's no kind of,
1: go go for spoilers. This is like Game of Thrones. If you haven't seen it within a week of its release, that's on you, mate.
0: Yeah, true. And I mean, I hadn't had I haven't had any spoilers, so I just don't want to ruin it for the others. But at the end of the day, Regret is the only one who really approaches being an, an NHL enforcer with any real aggression. Re- the rest of them, like Wes Garth, McSorley, um, all the guys are like they have a, a bit more of a pride and a code, whereas he's really the only one who's like, I wanted to beat dudes down into the ice. Like he's- Yeah,
1: he, he said something that really irked me. He said something like, every time I went out there, I just wanted to smash everyone's face in, whereas the other dudes didn't seem to take any great personal joy or pride in hurting somebody. It was a case of, I wanted to be in the NHL. I'm not as good as I need to be to do it. This is what I've got to do to stay. So they were like, I'm doing what I've got to do. It's a job. They're like the... They're kind of like the disgruntled assassin with a conscience in a Hollywood action movie. They don't like killing people, but you know they've they got to put their kids through school. They're doing what they've got to do.
0: Yeah, they're like kind of like John Wick. Like he's upset. Yes, you,
1: he's Exactly. He's
0: upset you've killed the dog. And again, spoilers, too bad. He, he he's Kills upset. You, you really shouldn't you you really shouldn't have done it. And therefore, because you did, he's going after you and literally everybody you know. And and that's the thing. That's that's that. That is exactly perfect metaphor, Cam. Good on you.
1: Well, and what I took from it was if McGrattan had made it as an NHL enforcer, what, what would he have done? And I see him as being like, he was probably, he, he has the potential based off what we saw on camera. And here's the thing, maybe it was really creatively edited, I don't know. I haven't seen him blow up or complain about the way he was portrayed on Twitter though. So I'm going to say that wasn't the case. Um, yeah, I mean, it sounds like he's very happy with it. The way he talked about it, he strikes me as the kind of guy that he's the guy you bump into in a bar and you accidentally spill his Coke. And before you can say, Oh, sorry, dude, he wants to punch you in the head. And has. And has, and has done before. And I can appreciate that he's dealt with substance abuse issues and he's made it through rehab and he's come out the other side and he's got a young family and, of that stuff and I'm super happy for him and I'm glad things are going well for him and his life has panned out in a better direction than it probably could have however I didn't enjoy the fact that he seemed to really really enjoy hurting people when nobody else took the same level of gratification from it
0: absolutely and I I think the the thing that really um, I guess I guess the foreshadowing between him and the two guys who I guess most of us will remember um, you know, I guess George Parros is the, the number one, and then Kevin Westgarth is number two. They're, they're oh, two because
1: they're from the same era.
0: They're from the same era, and we're obviously yeah. they're, they're they're guys that we will recognise straight away. Like, um, but those guys are well spoken, interesting guys who, whilst they're different to the older dudes who obviously talk a lot about the code and and um, you know. just... What being enforceable was all about. These guys look at it a little bit differently, wherein they, they they were good enough to make it to NHL level, but they they needed to do something else, where and they needed to prove and they needed to essentially prove their worth. Whereas the other guys back in back in the eighties and nineties, that was that was the approach. You needed to have someone to protect your your number one star. You needed it was it was absolutely necessary. Like it was almost in especially in the, the late eighties, it was one goon per line um yeah whereas whereas now or if you were the if you were the the, the flyers it was literally all goons um
1: which is fine but again the, the point remains that he he was the only one who it was a great a, a great personal enjoyment to truly inflict pain on and hurt somebody and look i understand to a certain degree you know like I, you know, I dabble, and we've all played contact sports, and, and there is some something gratifying about laying that big hit on somebody in whatever sport that it is that you're doing, and all that. But at the end of the day, when when the whistle blows and it's all over, I don't wish any harm to the person. I don't want to hear that they've ended up in hospital or that they're seriously injured or that their brain scrambled or that you know their wife over there had to see them get seriously hurt and carted off in a stretcher, whatever it may be. Like, there's no post-game animosity, whereas what I took from him was heaps of post- and pre-game animosity.
0: Yeah, and it sounded like he was very cool with, with taking it outside after the game if he needed to. Um, and That kind of yeah. that kind of bothered me a little bit. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I think for those of you who haven't seen it, you definitely need to get out there and, and check it out. Like, like just jump on the website and buy it. Like, it's 100% worth it. Um, we'll throw the link in our socials. It is crazy... Um, it's really, really good. Um, we won't go too in-depth. We've already spent 10 minutes yammering on about a, a movie. So it's it's 100% worth it. Go and check it out. My God, Cam. It is... It's its really, I'm, I'm it's one happy of the
1: with the 10 minutes of yammering, but you're right. We should stop it because the only movie worth yammering about for longer than 10 minutes is obviously Finding Nemo, which probably isn't relevant to the podcast.
0: Well, no, nah, you're right. Anyway, so let's yeah. roll straight into Torts Watch because... Uh, John Tortorella, a.k.a. the most fireable coach in the NHL, is he's still at it. He's still there. He's grinding away. His boys clinched a playoff spot earlier this week along with the Penguins and the Caps um, mm-hmm. and, and, the Black- and, the, and the Blackhawks. Um, so, obviously, the pundits have all been silenced. They are all quiet. <laughs> Where are you now? We called this months ago. We said that mm. he was going to go all the way. We said that there was going to be no fade out, that there was... There, was, there, may have been, there may be a burnout. That's still to come. But there's no fade away yet. They are continuing to move through um, the rest of the season. They've got a pretty rough shed um, coming into the end of the year. But kind of everyone does at this point. Um, yep. But the Columbus are looking good. They're here to stay. They've locked in their playoff spot. The Metro is locked down. Um, so now everyone's fighting for that, that number one wildcard spot um, with the Bruins in tow. So that's right. Torts has delivered.
1: I do 100. percent He's delivered. I just don't gonna. I just don't think it's gonna happen. And the reason is, I was listening to the Hockey Central podcast. You know, the daily one, and yep. it's obviously run run out of Toronto. Yep. Um, it's they joke about it. They say, oh, you know, we've got 12 minutes of airtime per show where we're obligated to talk about the Leafs. I actually don't know if they're joking because all that show does. Is suck on the maple leaf balls, which is fine. <laughs> I understand it's the hockey epicenter, and you need to give airtime to the biggest club in the land. That's cool, but like, like yeah, fuck, yeah. seriously, like, it, it's like they've got <laughs> Babcock's naked, exposed stick in the studio, and they're all sitting there just having a stroke, going "fuck yeah, Babs."
0: They're literally Sick. making a sport yeah. out of like chowing down.
1: I'm so, I'm so sick of hearing about <laughs> Babs and the baby Maple Leafs and, oh, he's done such a great job. Yeah, we fucking know. He's done a fantastic job. Did you, however, know there are 29 other teams in the league, which means there's 29 other head coaches. Some of them have done as good or maybe better job than Mike Babcock. You know what? I'd say there's four, at least four, that have done a better job. The ones it's fucking sick of hearing about it.
0: <laughs> are you suggesting the teams that are higher, like ranked higher than they've ever done a better job?
1: Yeah, and you know what? I'm going to go and unfollow that podcast now. I'm fucking sick of having the leaf shoved down my throat every day.
0: Yeah, I think we're all over it. And, like, and well, I mean, who wouldn't mind Mitch Marner shoved down their throat, just saying.
1: <laughs> well, he's tiny, isn't he? He's a bite-sized snack.
0: He is. He is, he is a tasty treat, if you wouldn't mind.
1: What's bigger? <laughs> Sorry, what, what's, what's smaller? Mitch Marner... Or that, you know, that table-length pizza that Papa John's was putting out a while ago to, to eat between you and your family. Like, what's, what's the same size? Is, is it about the same size?
0: Yeah, about the same size, give or take. Give or take. Probably probably less calories in Mitch Marner, if you know what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> Very good. Very yeah. good. All right, we're going to get into some quick and some not-so-shit hits. And you know what? None of them are shit, actually. I think these are all fantastic hits this week.
0: Yeah, most of them, they're all, they're all, they're all pretty good. They're pretty good. I'll let you lead. The, the, I'll let you lead. You, you can uh, take this one. It's all yours.
1: You're a kind man. You're a kind man. That's what I Look, well, as, as, as you would have seen across our socials, uh, the Buffalo to the NWHL, have taken out the second Isabel Cup uh, and they knocked off the Boston Pride 3 2 to do so. That's all I'm going to say on that because we're going to waffle about that uh, in, in a significant way uh, later on in the show. So hang about. Don't go anywhere.
0: Yeah. Or, I mean, don't unfollow us, at least. Not now. Um, you've, you're, stuck in, you're stuck into 13 minutes of the show. You may as well see it to the end.
1: Um, I shall, I shall, I'll also use this as a chance to... Uh, reveal that John and I have been very actively seeking out more guests for the show because you guys seem to to enjoy it when we've got a guest. So next week, we've got John Kennedy from the Newcastle North Stars and NSA Hockey On. He's a great dude. It's going to be a really good interview. Yeah, man. In addition, uh, we've got about, I think we've got about 10 or 15 other people teed up, but the one we are going to tell you- Which is huge. Is that- which is huge. huge uh, the huge. NWHL have been fantastic to deal with. Yeah, lovely um, people, by the department way. Department are absolutely, you know, they're very accommodating and very welcoming to people taking an interest in their league. Surprisingly, they Cam, they're not yeah. from
0: Winnipeg, but they're Jets.
1: No, and we are going to be having one of the major players from one of the NWHL teams on the show. And she's also heavily involved in the Players Union and is going to be able to talk at great length about, you know, equal pay and you know, the, the pay grade for players in the league in general and where they see the league going and women's sports and the the biff that the uh, the US women's team currently having with uh, USA Hockey. So she's going to be a very interesting guest and we strongly urge you all to check it out and we should be able to announce who that is next week.
0: Yeah, man, so keen. So stay tuned for that. Um, so like we cover...
1: I, I also have only heard... I'm not sure I've come across more than one other podcast that's had a major player in the women's league or any women's hockey actually in the past 12 months on their show. So we're pretty wrapped that, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to share the love and have different people from different places across the world and the hockey world on our show. We're not just sticking to the tried and true and tested.
0: Yeah, it's pretty humbling to be able to speak to these dudes. Like, and I think it's going to be super we'll interesting do in this case that's right it's going to be super interesting to see what she's got to say and I am i for one am very excited and I think uh, we'll be announcing it um, probably this time next week Cam um, I think we will uh, should like, we
1: also mention that we've reached out to other women's leagues which are maybe closer to us geographically and they have not even responded
0: um uh, I, I think maybe we can suggest that, Cam. <laughs> so uh, moving moving forward, obviously, um, like I suggested, there's four teams that will clinch the playoff spot. That is the Blackhawks, the Caps, the BJs, and the Pens secured their spot yesterday with their win over Buffalo. Um, mm-hmm. Terrifying that the Blackhawks are still in it and they are looking good, man. They are the only team to clinch. Oh. They're the only team to clinch. The Wild are probably a few points off still. Um, all of the teams, uh, you, you, basically, the prerequisites have to get to 100 points, um, and uh, there is still a number of teams who are not even close um, in the West. I think the I think the West is a lock anyway. like it's going to. Well, be...
1: the, the Blackhawks have actually pulled six points clear of, um, of the Wild, which is mental it's considering crazy. where the two teams were a month ago. And John, I've, I've got to say. I'm so fucking sick of seeing the Chicago Blackhawks make us look like idiots year in. Year yeah, out. I'm fucking they lose over. lose player X, they lose player Y. Still like, good. Oh, what are they going to do good. with these 19 children they've brought up from Rockford? All awesome. Out, quite a bit.
0: Yeah, and they're all unreal, and it's super upsetting. But, you know, them's the break. Stan Bowman is an evil genius. We've been through this many, many times before. Fuck, Cam. My God. Um, watch out for them in the playoffs. They're going to be crazy. Um, I'm... This playoff season is going to be fucking unreal. Almost as good as the expansion draft season.
1: <laughs> mm. Hey, um, rookie hard-ass Matthew Kachuk. Uh, as we know, he plays with an edge and has done in his debut season. Loves throwing his body around. Took it a little too far and he's blatantly <laughs> elbowed Drew Doughty in the face. And that's cost him a two-game suspension and about $10,000 worth of earnings. Um, I found the comments really interesting because people on articles are saying, oh, the Kings throw a lot of hits and they play heavy and Doughty's a dog and all this. And I'm like... Yeah. No one's disp- no one's disputing any of that. None of that changes the fact that he still elbowed somebody in the face.
0: Did you? I mean, the Doughboy's comments were super interesting. He was just like he wasn't he wasn't flat out like um, having a crack at the kid. He was just like I thought it was weird. He actually I remember he said I thought it was weird that a rookie was playing this aggressively. It's just kind of a bit odd for a kid who's this new to the league to be playing like that. He wasn't like, cast like throwing an opinion or anything. it was just, I, I thought he handled it really well. They're like, so, you know, the press was trying to, they were looking for a headline and the Boy was like, yeah, he was just like, look, I just think it's weird, man. Like he's a rookie. Maybe, maybe, maybe he should be playing like that. It's just weird. Like, you, you know, and he said, if you're going to play wildly like that, you're going to get penalized eventually, you know? So it's well, just funny that he copped it in the head. the Kings head.
1: are playing each other two more times before the season's done. So expect fireworks.
0: Well, maybe we can chalk this up. To, a, to another bout, hopefully. My God. Um,
1: yeah, I'm not sure who would take that one, though. The Kings, are, uh, I mean, you'd probably just throw Kyle Clifford at him. Yeah. Even that feels a little naff, though. I mean, Clifford's Cliff a grizzly veteran now. I'd probably like to see the Kings aren't making the playoffs. Daddy should go have a crack himself, yeah, yeah. if we are being honest. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I
0: mean, they're a fair way out. So, I mean, I, I, I think um, we'll probably cover this in the, the coming weeks, obviously, as the playoff picture starts to round out. But I think the West is pretty much a lock. Um, based on where everyone is, the East has got that last playoff spot that people are interested in. But uh, I guess it is what it is. I mean, it's the it's coming close to the end of the year. There's obviously ten games left. People are starting to freak out a little bit. Am I going to make it? Am I not? If I'm the Tampa, if I'm Tampa Bay, what am I doing? Am I caring? Am I ca- if I'm Carolina? Am I really, really caring? Am I? Have, why hasn't Ahu got the idea that we're actually tanking? Stop scoring.
1: Well, I think you. I think you have to care if you're Carolina and you play for them, because if you stop caring about hockey, you wake up and realize that. My you're God, a, yeah, you're I'm Carolina. Living, I'm, I'm living in Carolina.
0: <laughs> what is there to do in Raleigh? Mm, nothing.
1: <laughs> Answer. Not oh. heaps. Hey, um, Marcus Granlund of the knux is bound for the surgeon's table with a timetable yet to be specified. Um, normally I'd say, oh, poor dude, that darn wrist injury. But I mean, the Canucks are cooked anyway, so. Who cares? Maybe is it harsh? No, who cares? Let's nah, go. No, who
0: cares? Well, if I'm <laughs> they're 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 playing very badly and they're third last in the league, so who cares?
1: They did beat the Blackhawks the other day though, which was pretty fantastic. And
0: weird, to be
1: honest. They, yeah, but it's one of those things we were talking about this pre show. It's like if, if if Pittsburgh's the best team in the league, they would find a way to lose to Colorado. Yeah, like like it's just it's just how it works.
0: It's so funny though, because the the, the, the they sh- Let's be honest. The, the shit teams in the, the 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 bottom half, like the bottom half half. You know, the the bottom six teams at the league this year. They've pulled out wins against some crazy teams, for no good reason. Like sometimes hockey just it just doesn't bounce your way. You know.
1: Well, I dig it though too because look, the the parity in the league's fantastic, and we've talked about this before. You can just flip between any game, and if your team's not playing or the game you're planning on watching is maybe not as exciting as you hoped there's probably another more interesting game going on. So the parity is good. And it's, it's kind of the vibe I like from baseball as well. Like I do like the fact that I can flick between any baseball game. And obviously, you know, the schedule is 168 or 162 odd games or whatever it is. Um, you know, like the absolute worst team in the league is going to pull out a win against the best at some stage, which I think is pretty cool.
0: Yeah. and I mean, that's what's been really cool about this year as we've seen obviously a very sharp turn to the East's dominance this year, obviously we sort of started to see it emerge last year, but we're really, it's really paying dividends this year, and it's crazy. Uh, just the, 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 even like the worst team is still decent. Um, there's not much in it most, and I mean, there's been a lot of big blowouts this year, but really, like when when a, a what you would suggest a poor team when when they win against a um, a really good team, such as like um, you know any anyone in the top three, anyone who's clinched a spot. They're only winning by a goal or two. It's There's it still a lot in it, you know? So it's, it's good, yeah, man. Yeah, totally. It's great. It's
1: so good. Well, this, well, I've got some lovely news. Nick Paccioni is a 12-year-old from New Jersey, and he won a contest that allowed him to deliver the uh, play-by-play for the first period of the recent Devils game against the Blue Jackets. Apparently, he did an awesome job, too, considering how shit the Devils season has been. This could probably be the highlight of their year.
0: Uh, no, I think it's Taylor Hall's obvious decline into depression.
1: Oh, we shouldn't joke about that because that's probably going to happen. Poor dude.
0: Poor dude. He's the only one that cares. He's the only one that didn't get the memo about tanking. Um,
1: No, Corey Schneider cares as well, and that's a problem because his care ensures that they still haven't landed a number one pick.
0: Yeah, and it also ensures that he's staying there forever. (laughs) Poor
1: guy. Yeah, this is true. Oh, you you poor sap! Exciting news though. The league has announced that uh, Ottawa is finally getting an outdoor game. It's the Canadians this December at Lansdowne Park which I think is going to be quite the spectacle. And I'm not even being sarcastic for once because Ottawa is a beautiful looking city.
0: It is. And more importantly, it's about time that we saw two Canadian teams go at it. Um, so this Mm. is great. This is great news. I think it's going to be lovely. And you know what? We usually bag on these games. Ah, I'm going to get behind it this year. Fuck it.
1: I'm just disappointed that it's not next year because I'm going to be in Ottawa December next year. So Uh, they probably should have consulted me before they locked it in.
0: They should have called us. That's right. Um, Speaking of things going our way, finally, Minnesota's snapped out of their five-game win- losing streak, which means that Bruce Boudreaux celebrated with a post-game party pie. Um, but more importantly, it means that perhaps, perhaps they're not going to blow it in the game seven of the conference finals. Maybe they've snapped it early and maybe maybe Bruce Boudreaux is being, give, is being force-fed party pie so he stops screaming at the refs. Maybe. All
1: right, two things celebrating with a party pie absolutely kill me. Like, it's not me for six, I'm done for the night. Um, and I I absolutely think, you know how he made a habit of collapsing in game seven with the Ducks? Yep. In the in the conference finals? They're not even going to get out yet. That'll happen this year again, but in like the semis, second round.
0: Yeah, oh, at best. I, I, I. It's hard to do it in a one-year turnaround. Like, the one-year turnaround is like, it's a great story, but it's so rare. Like... You know, it's the everyone knows the story is you fire your coach and then you go and win it all. It's yeah, everyone knows that.
1: I, I, I do like his vibe though, and he's a he's a you know he's a players coach. Like all the players love him. Apparently he, you know, he makes a lot of effort to get to know the dudes and you know work out a way to relate to them as as not just players but people. So all of that, and I would love to see him have some success. I can just feel it in my bones. It's not going to happen this year. I tell you, who else felt something in their bone though? Yeah. Did you see Sidney Crosby just slash the shit out of Ryan O'Reilly's Twig and Berries?
0: Uh, I did. And let me tell you, that looked like quite the stinker, actually. My God. Uh, that, was, that, brought a, lo- that brought a tear <laughs> to my <laughs> eye. And I wasn't even there. Like, are you kidding me? It oh. was so
1: blatant. though. was yeah. like, love, everyone's like, oh my God. Crosby lost teeth in the game last week. Did you see that? Oh my God. Did you see his one-handed goal? Amazing. And I'm like... Yeah, yeah but dude, but. <laughs> did you see him just blatantly walk up and literally like plant his golf tee and just tee off of Ryan O'Reilly's dick?
0: <laughs> hey, let's let's be honest. Current highlights of this season are Party Pie King and yeah, Ryan O'Reilly's dick. I feel like they're they're pretty top draws.
1: Could that be a tattoo? Do you think Bruce Boudreaux's head as on like on a party pie?
0: On a party pie. I thought you were about to say, on Ryan O'Reilly's dick. It could go either way. <laughs>
1: it could go- no, I, th- I, think, uh, I think I I think, think, Boudreaux's head on a party pie could be the way to go.
0: <laughs> Fuck, I should get that, Taddy. My God.
1: You absolutely will not do that. And because you still need to set up the GoFundMe for my torts, Taddy, don't be lazy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hey, do you know what I'm really happy about this week, dude? Everyone's so focused on who's going to win the heart. Art Ross and Rocket storyline, everyone has finally shut the fuck up about who's better out of line A. Oh, <laughs> yes. Matthews. So happy. All hail King Connor McJesus. Do you like that? King Connor McJesus?
0: I feel like we should definitely put that on a t-shirt.
1: Someone I would feel buy like it. You should trademark that because I don't think anyone else has said King Connor McJesus.
0: No. It's also, you know, wildly offensive, which is right up out lately, by the way.
1: Oh, I'm all about being wildly offensive.
0: I know. That's what we do. So he's sitting out in front. His Sid's just behind him, though. But I reckon he's got. I reckon he's got the stones. I reckon he's going to make it.
1: Well, Connor's sitting on eighty-two points. Sid's on eighty-one, but Sid's got the goal lead with forty-one. I reckon Marchie is
0: not yeah, going to go bonker and catch them. I reckon he's out now because I've, Sid's Sid's hatrick's stuck him way out in front. I think.
1: Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. Ah, well, yeah. Ah, well. I would like to see King Connor snipe it. Like, look, Sid's probably going to win another Conn snipe this year. Yeah. And he's probably going to win another Stanley Cup this year. Yeah. Give King Connor McJesus.
0: Just give him something.
1: The heart and the art, Ross. Give him something. Give him two out of three. Give him the heart and the just... art, Ross. Connor can have the uh, and Sid can have the rocket. Just he can give him have the cup. Just give him something.
0: Yeah, so he needs something. He, a participation award at best. Like that's what he. Some, they just said he was like, you know what? We want you to stay. I want you to keep playing, keep being good. Here's an award. You know are you're not gonna win a cup, just just not this year, right? Just leave it to the penguins. Everyone already knows. Just leave, <laughs> leave it. it to the leave
1: it to the pens. Your time is coming soon. Yeah, my yeah. young Padawan.
0: Yeah, yeah, two to three years. Give it around. Do you
1: know what it is? Do you know do you know where we are right now? We're in Empire Strikes Back, right? We are and here's what's happening. I'm not sure who the Yoda character is right now. But Connor is Luke Skywalker and he's like, fuck it, I need to go. I need to go and save my friends, and I need to take down Darth Vader. Darth Vader, Darth Vader being Sid and the Pens, <laughs> and, okay. and and whoever the Yoda character is right now. They're saying Connor, you're not ready. You just need to bide your time. Your time. Calm the come. fuck down. And Connor's gonna like rush in there and go, "I'm taking me down a pen." And he's gonna and get his arm cut off. Anaheim in round one, and someone's gonna cut his hand off. And he's but fucked. He'll come back with a robotic hand, and he'll beat Pittsburgh with a robotic hand. Like he'll literally beat them with a robotic hand.
0: As in, he's just going to go to a hospital and get a robotic hand and then beat them with it.
1: I wonder what a robotic hand would do to his shot. Like, is that going <laughs> to reduce mobility but increase like the you know the velocity of the, the shot?
0: We're just spitballing here, right? But either way, some augmentations, maybe not technically illegal, as well. By the way, uh, so so you know, n- not impossible. So look out for this. You heard it here first on Holy Pop Podcast. Your boy, Conomy, uh, King Conor McJesus, is going to have augmentations for the 2017-18 the <laughs> season. You've, and really,
1: you've really got me thinking, though, because if prosthetics aren't illegal and augmentations aren't illegal, answer me this. Uh, who would be less <laughs> agile this. on the ice? Robocop <laughs> yeah. or, or Milan Lucic?
0: I feel like Robocop's still got the edge. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Luchas <laughs> looks so slow and not nimble this year. He looks slow. Like, I, re- like, I you reckon know what RoboCop mean? on skates would still have a little more agility than Luch has this year.
0: I feel like Luchas probably got the same level of agility as literally a sack of hay on ice skates. Literally, someone just <laughs> someone just literally just got a sack and just pushed it from one end to the other. Go, Luch. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Run!
1: You can do it, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Oh, and the best thing about Robocop being a hockey player is he wouldn't need to wear a helmet with a visor, he's already got one. He's
0: already got one! He doesn't even need to wear he doesn't need to wear anything. He's got it all, he's I, ready to go.
1: Well, I'm I'm sold, I know what I'm doing in MS paint later.
0: Yeah, I know. And more importantly, he can just like press a button and then the skate can just like kick out of his shoe and then he just like, you know, taps Ooh, that seat like and it. then off he goes again. It's this see. People, then,
1: you know what, we need, we need to take this offline, we need yeah, to unpack just, it a little more, and to, then we're going to bring it back to the public.
0: It, it needs to be massaged a little bit. I feel like we, we've, <laughs> we've just entered into something that we probably, we probably can't get, we can't finish it off right now. We have more important things to talk about, like me blowing into we're, fantasy.
1: you talking about work, workplace conversations, saying things like we need to massage this a little more.
0: Yeah, maybe this needs to be workshopped a little bit.
1: Did you see the corporate slang thing that came around today?
0: Um, did it have low-hanging fruit in it?
1: No, someone. I, I found something which was very relevant to my working week, which was suggestions in a corporate environment as how you can better phrase the words that you're saying. And so the suggestion for me was: I want to choke slam half of the stupid motherfuckers in this building. I should just say, "I'm fine." Thanks for asking. Debbie. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> asking, Debbie. As you s- slowly rock yourself to sleep at your desk.
1: <laughs> Actually, yeah, pretty much.
0: One of, one of my colleagues pulled me up today, and they're like yo, do you really cry yourself to sleep at night? And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, you say that a lot, hey. I'm like, yeah, everyone sucks, so it's not my fault.
1: Yeah, you're actually terrible at your job and your existence offends me.
0: (laughs) Which translates to, I'm fine, thanks, Debbie.
1: Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks for asking, Debbie. Move along. <laughs>
0: Move along. Nothing to say here. Send help.
1: <laughs> All right. Back up back on hockey though. As fascinating as Robocop on skates would be. Um, Pretty good. Our though. boy Rasmus risked the line and has a hearing with the Department of Players Safety oh. because he thought it would be a good idea to throw a super late low hit on the low-leaning Jake Wenzel of the Penguins. Poor kid was super shaken up after the play. Immediately concussed. Department of Player Safety is going to go for him. Yep. Rasmus, you are better than that. You are, in fact, this way, you are the whitest of white dogs. That was terrible.
0: Are you commenting on the color of his hair?
1: I am commenting on the color of his hair and that there was that terrible rock band called the Rasmus.
0: Ah, wow. Throwback.
1: Or something something very similar. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of... Something very tacky.
0: Phenomenal segue, because speaking of rich white dudes who everyone is afraid of right now... (laughs) GMGM <laughs> has suggested that he plans to spend. He, he plans to spend in free agency. You don't say. You have all of wow. the money. You fucking idiot. This would have taken. <laughs> I don't even. This this really shouldn't even have made it to where quick and hot shit hits. This should have just been a whole, a whole epi- like half an episode of us basically going literally you and I monotone. Duh. The whole time. You I, don't. I,
1: I actually put it in there just to upset you because I saw the press release which said GMGM plans to spend, and I'm like, dude, you've literally got an entire salary cap, no fucking shit.
0: <laughs> it's like kid who receives pocket money spends all at milk bar. You don't say. Oh.
1: If I was the owner, I'd be terrified because I saw a follow up piece where he said something like, "I've never been afraid." You know, he goes, "I've never played it safe. I've never been conservative." I've never been afraid to swing for the fences. I'm like, holy shit, this dude's gonna pay like, oh, I don't even know. I don't even know. He's gonna find dudes that don't even. <laughs> he's just gonna be finding players on Wiki, going like, is he still active? Given ten,
0: drinking, he spends all night googling dudes from the '90s to see if they're still active in Europe, and he's like, bring it back. <laughs>
1: He, he is going to pay such disgusting overs to get Yaga. It is going to be horrible.
0: Oh my and god! He'll
1: probably do the same thing for a Ginla and he'll take the full fourteen million dollar hit off the nucks to get the Sedin twins. Which means he's going to have this beautiful tic tac you know, tic tac toe line up top, and then the other three lines are going to be such a sluggish mess. That you're like, <laughs> am I watching an NHL game? or is this the Tuesday night beer league in Adelaide?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be pretty rough, actually. Well, I mean, GMGM I is not... A I ma- can't wait. I can't wait. It's, he's not a man to shy away from uh, the silly, ridiculous trade. This is a man that traded away Forsberg legitimately for a sock and a packet of used condoms. Like his, <laughs> And by that, I mean Martin Erat. Like, he is, of course, someone who gives zero fucks and will do anything Anything. And let me tell you that who else was included in this trade? Michael fucking Ladder. Are you kidding me?
1: Here's the thing I really like about GMGM GM, as, as like an observer and a bystander and someone who hasn't had him work for their team.
0: Is it because it upsets me so much?
1: No, no, no. Like just my actual enjoyment is fucking amazing because he's so good for a headline or a storyline or just for doing something outlandish. He's always really interesting. What he is, right? he's like the well what's a professional
0: troll
1: he's like the girl you're friends with in high school who she's your best mate and you're stoked she's your best mate but you couldn't possibly date her because you know you would drive each other mental
0: yeah you would like stab each other in an alley
1: so so as as a friend it's amazing because all the perks of being a friend is you know the good times the fun times standing by and just watching all this great stuff happen but then if you were actually involved in a relationship, it would be an absolute train wreck. So, yeah, yeah it, it, it would be very similar to having GMGM GM actually work for your team. It would destroy your will to live. But if you get to step to the side and just watch him destroy someone else's team, excellent.
0: Well, that's why him going to Vegas is probably the best storyline of all time. It, it, couldn't be, it couldn't be any better. Oh, my God.
1: I'm so happy. Imagine if they lose their first game like 12-1, <laughs> and they go to get him. They go to get him for the post-game comments, and they can't find him. He's just in the he's like slumped over in the Bellagio in like a puddle of his own vomit.
0: Is it? want see George? Um, I think that's him by the bucket of vomit.
1: <laughs> has, anyone, has anyone seen George? He is currently auditioning for a role in Ocean's 14.
0: <laughs> obviously one of the slot, one of the card dealers, because he's not obviously, obviously not getting a speaking role.
1: Well, let's be honest. George doesn't exactly have what you would say is that Hollywood jawline. He doesn't have that Hollywood good look.
0: <laughs> uh, nor does he have the demeanor. Where most of his interviews are, him going, mm, yep, mm, yep, mm, yep, yep.
1: Yeah, very vanilla. Hey, last thing, let's get around good guy over here. He's auctioning off a pair of horrible-looking uh, U.S. collaborative Russian skates to raise money for the American Special Hockey Association, which is actually rad because as an organization, they provide the ability to play hockey to those with physical and developmental disabilities. So for a dude with such a rubbish haircut, he is fantastic.
0: He is, and I believe that's his chosen uh, charity as well. So he, he does a lot of work with them, and they, they do like a – I think it's like a monthly skate at the at the rink in Arlington um, with the caps and stuff. So they do lots of cool stuff. They do lots of really good stuff. So uh, you know That's awesome. O- Ovi-, Ovi gets out there a little bit. He does it. he was delivering pizzas to families the other day. Did you see that? My god.
1: What a legend. Rubbish. What haircut. do we get here in Australia? Ovi delivers a pizza in Washington. Over here you get a pizza delivered. And that's some ungrateful bastard that looks at you with contempt if you ask him if you bought the F Aircross machine. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, mate. Yes, I'm not wearing any pants. You have how to deal much with
1: do, it. How much do pizza dudes get upset if you're not paying cash because they know they're not getting a tip off the card?
0: <laughs> they know 100%. And more importantly, when they open the door and they see Cham with literally everything hanging out, they're like... <laughs> This isn't going to end well, let's be honest. And you're like, come on, buddy. I just want my Hawaiian. Get the fuck out.
1: Yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> oh Fuck, I, I love not tipping the delivery dude on the FPOS machine. Now he looks dead.
0: <laughs> you are probably the worst human I know.
1: No, but here's the thing, though. You know me. like I'm a tipper. I always tip really well. But the delivery dude from my local pizza joint, the first time they did the delivery... I didn't have any cash and I I apologized. I was like, look, dude, I've only got my card. I'm sorry. And like, you know how some machines don't have the capacity to process a tip here in Australia? Yeah, almost all of them. Like, like, yeah, they don't give you the option to punch in the tip amount. I'm like, sorry, man, I'm actually paying on card. I can't do it. And the look he gave me, I was like, man, fuck you. I just apologize. I don't have the cash. If you were not a dick about it, clearly I'm a man that orders pizza regularly. I would (laughs) get you on the next one. (laughs) And he's been a fucking douchebag ever since. So fuck him.
0: Yeah, hopefully he listens to the show. Actually,
1: I'm sure he probably doesn't.
0: <laughs> By that you, you you mean he definitely doesn't.
1: Anyway, he so definitely let's, he definitely doesn't listen to a hockey podcast. So
0: let's let's get past uh, the fact that we both ate heaps of pizza and we're terrible human beings, and actually talk about something decent.
1: Well, you say decent, but this is obviously this is like an Admiral Akbar level trap. Yeah. It's a trap. Because this isn't good news. It's more of a tarp.
0: Like, if I were like, like, oh, let's, let's get into it. So, you know, with this, with the, the, the hockey world is, as you know, every, everything's in a whirlwind right now. We've got what, between nine and 10 games left for most teams, everyone, Mm -hmm. everyone's getting excited. Everyone's feeling the furor. Well, not everyone you see. So the, the Colorado Avalanche—they've had a bit of a rough—they've had a bit of a rough trot this season. Um,
1: John, I'm going to stop you there because you're being too complimentary. The fact that you're being even remotely positive in your tone is now starting to upset me. <laughs> and I knew all it right. would. All right. So, look, as we all know, the Abs have been an absolute dumpster fire this season, like beyond it's the been dog, fire, It's been, dog shit. been So embarrassingly bad that it's actually hard to watch them. They—they they are. They are so defensively flawed that their game footage is going to be shown to juniors for the next twenty years as an example of this is how you do not play defense.
0: Yeah, like everything sucks. Like everything about everything about the team has been typically terrible. Like I don't even understand you, how they're still uh, a hockey team, right?
1: But you, but you know who you know who knows this more than anybody though? Eric Johnson. Av's D Man, poor Eric Johnson. Did you hear his post game interview following their loss to St. Louis?
0: Would you say with a scathing review of the season?
1: I've, I've actually printed out the quotes here. I'm gonna. This is amazing. Quote, We are the worst team in 20 years, and that falls on first and foremost the top players on this team. Quote, If you look at everybody up and down our lineup, we are on pace for the worst defensive seasons of our careers. I don't know if that's just bad luck or a combination of a lot of other things. It's a terrible year for everyone. Quote, If you look at the way our season's gone, Something has to change. Quote, I think up and down the organization, everything needs to be assessed. So, John, what's the good news?
0: The season has nine games left.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the good news is the Colorado Avalanche only have to publicly humiliate themselves nine for more another times. nine games. That's Yay! the
0: good news. That's, that is the only good news that we can find. It's actually terrifying. Like, they are odds-on statistically the worst team in, like, I think it's more than 20 years. I think that is probably being resounding and fair. Like that is, that's very, very fair because they are so shit. Like they they are a case for like actual statistical studies. Like they've, they've got a bunch of talented dudes yet. They're all playing dog shit. Like it's, it's just, it's, it's phenomenal.
1: It's phenomenal. The Colorado, the Colorado Avalanche, uh, i don't even know how i'm gonna try and articulate this they need to bring in like a guru like a healing guru to try and like fix their spiritual energy to get them back on the same page yeah
0: like why did why on their bye week didn't they have like one of those fucking retreats where you know like in those those cheesy american movies where they have like the corporate retreat why didn't they do that why didn't they do it with the trust falls and the sharing of the feelings and the yoga sessions. Why don't they do that? You surely you could see big old big old McKinnon sitting there going, you know what? I I, I really Gabe, I really wish you'd just pass it to me instead. You know? Just 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 just, just pass it to me. <laughs> but I, I just don't see I, I don't see that they, they didn't let the feelings out enough.
1: They need to go to Joshua Tree and take yeah. <laughs> a bunch of Peyote and acid.
0: <laughs> That's yeah, I, I knew that there was a Joshua Tree moment coming. I could feel it. And you, but they're absolutely right. Like it feels like there hasn't been enough trust balls. That's what it's all about. No,
1: nothing brings a group of friends or a team or whatever a unit together better, though. Just, just go camping, sit under the stars, have a fire, have a few long necks, and just talk. Just start slow, talk, talk about some shit. Listen, to Pantera, and you'll work it out. Yeah,
0: if someone's got beef, air the beef. It is. It's it's, a, it's time for airing grievances. Do you know what I mean? Can it's, I it's, say it's like while we're talking
1: about beef? Do you mind if I air a grievance about some beef I have at the moment?
0: Yeah, go for it.
1: Well, as we know, and as I've talked about many, many times, the NBA was my first love since I was a little child, and it's something I have grown more and more distant from over the last, you know, seven, eight, nine years. And this week, I read that for the first time in a long time, ratings are down. Now, you and I were talking about this before we got on the phone, and You had some very on-point theories and suggestions as to why, but apparently the root cause of the ratings being down is very simply, now more than ever, more teams are starting to rest their star players for the playoffs, and this is a problem. You don't say... Why is this this a problem, John?
0: Well, if you're resting a star player, you're essentially suggesting to the team that you're playing, one, our star player isn't worth even starting today because you're that dog shit that we don't even care. And to the city of the fans that are visiting or that you're going to, you're essentially saying the same thing. You're dog shit. You're not even important. We don't care about throwing our best player out there. Fuck you and the horse you rode in on.
1: I I would agree with those statements, and I'm going to take it one further. Like Kings, the I'm Spurs so have always rested their players. Personnel management's always been a thing under Coach Popovich because he's always had like an older-than-average core, and I understand that. But now the more and more teams are doing it, the message being sent out, and this is what I'm taking as a fan, is that quite simply, the NBA regular season, like the entire NBA regular season, doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Yeah, it's all about thing the postseason. playoffs. You do what you have to do to get into the playoffs, and then the real basketball starts. As a consumer, that's telling me, "Cool, that's you shit. know what? I don't need to watch the NBA."
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like this is this is just potentially the worst thing in professional sports I've seen for a really long time like surely surely that they've got surely they've got the sensibility to realise actually we're kind of disenfranchising most of our fans by doing this to the point that our fans are actively turning away from the sport
1: and look the NBA is still a boom industry it's still a growth sport and that's not going to be hindered too dramatically overall but this is the first time in a really long time that there's been any kind of negative slant on the ratings and the game's growth and things like that and you know the commissioner adam silvers actually said yo we need to address this this needs to stop but um you know the thing i love about the nfl is you know the regular season's only got 16 games every game matters you tune in you don't miss it the playoffs are sudden death; it's one and done. Hockey's a different beast. Yep, they've got the same 82-game schedule as the NBA, but because it's a physical, contact game, even on a shit night, like or, or you know, most of the time, there's still going to be an odd game, which is a bit lackluster. But most of the time, the very the the the, the natural intensity of the game is going to result in it being something that you should probably be watching.
0: Yeah, it's just a game that's always that's, that's naturally got that intensity. Even and even if some periods are a little flatter than others, it's still pretty good. And whereas there's a lot of I've watched a lot of basketball games recently, and there it's not, it's been noticeably flat this year. I mean i i don't i don't make a habit of watching basketball, and I don't um, because obviously my Game Center account. And obviously, why am I watching basketball when I've got hockey to watch? Um, but yep. that being said, I've noticed it's flatter than normal. And and that's as a casual fan who I very rarely tune in, um, that, that's, that should have the, the I guess, the, the league at large feeling worried. Like, well, people, yep. people who aren't used to watching the game are saying, geez, I remember it being a bit better about 10 years ago. What's going on now? Like it's, well,
1: it's... I, I feel very comfortable in saying the message I've taken from it this year is as, as a league, as a game, as an industry, their regular season doesn't matter. And you know who actually said something to me? Little Josh, who we work with. Yeah, yeah. He said, he said, I don't watch basketball. And the reason is any single basketball game ever, I only need to watch the last five minutes to get everything out of it that I need. And I'm like, good point. Oh, that's actually true.
0: Good point. He's like, that's actually spot on because... When, it's a remarkably good point. Every time I've watched a basketball game recently, it's really uh, the, the first few few quarters don't really mean anything. They're not even really interesting to watch, to be honest. Mm. And then it finally comes down the last few minutes, and then finally, like even I, even when I, I even when you're watching LeBron, he doesn't really give a fuck until the last few minutes, like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like he's I know not, what you're He's not really interested. Like he's there and he's participating, but he's not—he's not on all cylinders until you know. Yep. The last few.
1: Yeah, I can—I can do that. Hey, secondary gripe as well. Ooh, I, I love really a secondary gripe. really need people who run basketball websites and Facebook pages to stop freaking out and breaking out the capital letters and the links and going, "Oh my god, there was a basketball fight!" Every time there was a bit of push and shove, because—and as I've said to you before. Basketball is a great many things. It is skillful and it is graceful and it is a beautiful game. The one thing it is not in 2017 John is what? Tough. It is not tough. <laughs> it is not tough. Someone someone pushed someone. Someone Holy accidentally shit. tripped Why the and touched someone's shoulder. freaking out with an all caps post and tweet going fight night in basketball. Stop it wasn't it. a fight. Somebody pushed somebody else and then he backed off and put the referee between him because he's scared to engage in a physical confrontation. The closest thing you've had to a fight this week, Robin Lopez and Sergio Barker both threw a punch at each other. One of them completely missed, and one of them grazed the other one in the ponytail. And the NBA fraternity freaked out and went, man, that was wild, man. If you think that's wild, that's telling me you wouldn't know wild if it fucked you in the ass. Seriously, NBA fans, you're embarrassing (laughs) yourselves. I need you to stop it.
0: Yeah, and more, more importantly... Why don't they just watch one game of hockey and then everything will change? The whole world but if you, will change. The perspective but if you get a will freak change. Freak out about
1: a tough encounter or a fine Go and watch a boxing match. Go and get a UFC pay per view. I don't understand the modern day basketball fan's insistence on going tough game man, bruising game man, or posting, "Oh, this was really tough." Was Nothing it? about the game in the modern era is. Tough watch basketball for what it is and enjoy the shit out of it for what it is. And if you need to get your fucking balls off in some capacity over a tough element of the game, you're gonna need to get it from another sport. You're making yourself look like a dickhead,
0: yeah, definitely. It's time to look elsewhere, kids.
1: Grow up, children.
0: Oh, if only
1: it's funny. We're about to enter the weekly waffle, and I feel like we've really ranted and waffled already. It kind of seems like the theme of tonight's show is just what grinds my gears. Yeah, well, we talk about that a lot. I mean, I feel like this show is really
0: good to just vent. You know what I mean? Like, we we, we get on here and we complain about the things that are... Like, but, I mean, let's be honest. There's a lot of stuff that's annoying about hockey right now. And there's, But more importantly, there's a lot of stuff that's just annoying about sports fans. Like, most yep. sports fans don't really get the <laughs> rules of their chosen sport. Like, basketball fans are obvious choice there like they don't, they don't mm. get it you know and I feel like hockey fans are better like as in they get the rules they have respect we've spoken about this a lot like they get the rules they, we, they, we have mutual respect for players that you know you know, he used to play for my team udon's ago um, or I've, I still have respect for him like you know you still have a, a, some respect for Dougie Hamilton um, you you still Meh. you you know yeah. Johnny Boychuk's still your favorite player even though he defected.
1: It's, it's well, just... that's that's true. Yeah, that's and, true. you know what
0: I mean? Like it, we still have that respect for players. Like you know, I love Matthew Perot even though he left, and my heart is still broken. But the thing is, it's there. You know, it's 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 just one of those things that happens. I think exclusively with hockey, maybe maybe a little bit with baseball as well. Um, but I mean, with basketball, like it's I guess fans have the tendency to follow players and mm. have a tendency to like you know have the tendency to follow around a player from team to team to team as opposed to you know digging in deep and following a team and dealing with the heartbreak that comes with
1: that. Well, that definitely speaks to the nature of the average basketball fan in Australia though, because you see the people who defected from Cleveland to Miami back to Cleveland with LeBron. You see people, everyone suddenly a Golden State Warriors fan and they're all in Steph, um, Steph Curry, jerseys. So, yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head. Basketball fans are definitely more follow a player, not a team.
0: Yeah. And, it, and, it, and I guess that speaks more to the point, like, it, again, the game is boring up until the last eight or so minutes when all the players are just suddenly decide that they, it's time to play now.
1: Yeah, I'm into it. I like what you're saying, John. Ah, oh, dude. But, you know, in, in, in the spirit of this evening's ranty show, I'm going to kick off another rant if if that's okay with you.
0: You know what? It is okay.
1: All right. So as we mentioned earlier in the show, the Buffalo Buttes, the NWHL, took out the second Isabel Cup. They beat the Boston Prize 3-2. Great work to everybody involved. Firstly, holy fuck at goaltending statistics. The team was led by Brianne McLaughlin. Uh, she turned away 60 of 62 shots.
0: How many was that, Cam?
1: whole 60 of 62 shots. That is legitimately Olympian. a goaltender. Holy shit.
0: That is a goaltender stealing a game. You, if you save 60 and you win, that's on you. You you are a star. That is just how it if is.
1: You, if you save 40 and win, people are throwing around first star of the week at you in the NHL. You save 50, people are, you know, buying your, your jersey sales are going mental. You save 60, that's some folklore shit. That's crazy. And she did it in a championship game.
0: Yeah, so, and she did it in the championship game. So kudos, man.
1: absolutely incredible so in addition to the win cementing Buffalo as the NWHL champions it actually means something more for the city as the Buttes are the first pro sports franchise to win their league championship since 1965 and even this carries an asterisk because the Buffalo Bills took out the AFL title in
0: 1965
1: that predates predates the merger with the NFL so technically we could actually strike that out and say of the active current leagues in the United States or in North America as a whole the Buffalo Buttes are the first team to bring a title to Buffalo. So are you
0: Three? suggesting that Buffalo, before this this win, was the least winningest team in professional in sports. sports? In all of professional sports. Asterix, though, there is, as one of our followers suggested, there is a team uh, called Buffalo Bandits that have a title in the books. However, not really sure how valid lacrosse is.
1: Yeah, look, I think lacrosse is really cool, and I mean, I was great game. Paying attention to it a couple of years ago, but I mean, it's 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 hockey on turf. Like they they beat the absolute Christ out of each other. It's a really cool game to watch, and really skillful and hand-eye coordination and whatnot. Oh, it's all great. I mean, given given that lacrosse isn't part of the Big Four, it's not something that people talk about. I don't think we could say the Buffalo Bandits having a title, um, you know, fills fills the fills the slot we're looking to fill now. And I would say. The Buffalo Buttes do, and given that you know the Cavaliers finally bought a title to Cleveland, and the uh, Cleveland Monsters, the AHL, got it done as well. Um, you know, lifting Cleveland from the uh, the bottom rung of the sports loserdom ladder and leaving it just for Buffalo.
0: Yeah, I would say this, is, this has
1: gone some way to getting Buffalo off the bottom.
0: Yeah, I mean maybe maybe this is exactly what the Sabres need to turn it around. Maybe they need. Maybe they need the the rest of the town to go. Maybe we're not that bad at hockey. Maybe maybe this is what they need to turn it all around. Maybe they'll it'll just maybe this the switch has been flicked. Do you know what I mean?
1: The sa- the Sabres can hockey. They just need a new coach and they need another defenseman and they need another top six forward. Yeah, maybe a goaltender. Maybe I mean there's a lot of stuff they need. Yeah. You, know, you know what? I I quite like Robin Leonard. I just think he needs a little more help in front of him.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean they need a lot of help either way, right? So, I mean this is great. Like I think You know, this could be huge for the Buffalo Sabres. Obviously, I don't want to discredit the Buttes. They did a phenomenal job, and their goaltending effort was world-endingly good.
1: Otherworldly, it was. That's
0: what it was. So good. But let me ask you this, Cam. Mm. We love it. We think it's the best thing ever. We think that perhaps a hoodoo has been lifted off of Buffalo, that they're perhaps the next big thing, a.k.a. the Cavaliers-style bring it home to Cleveland. What's everyone else saying? Where, where's, where's where's the where's the big write-ups? Where's the headlines? Where's people giving a fuck other than uh, you and me?
1: And and I see what you're doing because you know that you're Ging me up. So Where what are John's the headlines? Is nobody else outside of the localized Buffalo sports media is making a big thing about this. So yep, we know women's sports are currently but a blip on the radar compared to the men's arena and of course the NBA is more significantly than the NHL meaning that it even further, you know, dwarfs the women's league. But there's been, there's been nothing like the sports media loves the story. And this is a perfect story. If Buffalo is so desperate for a winner, I don't understand why the press isn't all over this going, you know what? Yes, it is the only in their second season women's hockey league. They are a professional league. Like the very definition of professional is if you are paid to do something, you are a professional. Meaning this professional sports team has bought a title to Buffalo and nobody outside of the local area is doing shit. So we're known for outlandish statements. We're gonna say it. The win was in a women's league, a lot of people don't seem to give a flying fuck, and therefore they're not recognizing it as a legitimate championship.
0: Yeah, and that's bullshit because let's be honest, all of the teams in Buffalo have been dog shit for decades, and this is a team that is successful. Why aren't why isn't there more furor about this? Why aren't people getting behind it? This is silly. This is silly to the point of being ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like,
1: what's going on? In July 2016, and I can remember reading it when they published it because I agreed, the Ringer wrote a piece crowning Buffalo as the next big loser. And I'll I'll put the link up on our socials if you want to check it out. And that was posted just after the Cavaliers won the NBA title. It'd be fucking amazing to see the team at the Ringer, which is obviously led by Bill Simmons, Revisit that piece and say, you know what, at the very least, we can show some love to the Buffalo Buttes and the NWHL um, as a league as a whole. And, you know, maybe start small, maybe find a new loser city or state. And I've actually got a suggestion to replace Buffalo because that's going to get the ball rolling. (laughs) So the the Titans have never won a Super Bowl, the Predators have never kissed Lord Stanley, and the Grizzlies have never advanced to the NBA Finals. Why don't we crown the great state of Tennessee as the country's number one sports loser town?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I I totally... I I was going to
1: say loser state. But I mean,
0: it makes perfect sense. I mean, now that Buffalo is obviously off the list because they've got a successful sporting team. I mean, I know that no one else gives a shit. I know that the mainstream press don't care. We do. We're behind you girls, so... Listen to us, come on the show, chat to us. We're all about it. Don't listen to everyone else. Even though they're not publishing anything, fuck them. We're all about it. We fucking love it.
1: And like we said the other day, and when we started having the dialogue with the NWHL to get some players on, we didn't get paid to do this. We We actually lose money doing this. This is something we do for fun because we give a shit and because we're trying to grow the game in our little corner of the world. And it would be fucking rad to have someone, another little old ass, give more of a passing shit about what we think is a pretty red hot achievement
0: absolutely and i think the, the number one thing that we love about doing this is we get to we get to connect with people that we otherwise probably wouldn't you know what i mean like well, that we,
1: and cheapskate and cheapskate give us free jumpers which is pretty dope
0: yeah it's pretty good too um but i mean we we do this for free you know and we we do a lot of stuff um with this is this is essentially outreach and we, we, we really think that um you know those of you who have the time should definitely go down to check out um, what check at least read the, the local buffalo news of what, what they've published it's all really good stuff they published lots of stats it's really interesting news um, the, the, the women's game is phenomenal we're going to have a few of the girls on the show it's important um, to grow this game and cuz it's it's it is it is as important as it is as um, watching an nhl game
1: i agree john i agree Without further ado, let's give out some awards and wrap this up because I need to go have a nice cup of tea to settle myself down.
0: Oh, good. I also need to do another, a nice large poo. So I'll kick off this week with a Jumbo
1: Jumbo <laughs> Legend of the Don't Week. God damn you.
0: Yeah, I know, right? So more goal-related news, but unfortunately it comes out of Chicago, so discredits it a little bit, I guess. But Scott Darling and Ryan Hartman headed out to the Chicago suburbs this week to engage with kids in their backyard rinks and basements as official Blackhawks practice rinks. You know, that's pretty fucking good. Going out to the suburbs, meeting with kids. Loved it. Just getting in all about it. Whilst, yes, we can agree, Patrick Kane is a bit of a dodge. This is pretty good news, man.
1: Look, I watched this video and I loved it. They, the dudes enjoyed it. The kids loved it. And considering the dire straits the team was in a decade ago, it's amazing to see the turnaround and their position in the community. Like, no one in Chicago gives a fuck about the Bears Um, you know, nor the White Sox, the Cubs obviously, you know, they did their thing, so people are up and about about them. But the like, it's Chicago belongs to the Black Hawks, so it's cool to see them continue to do their thing,
0: yeah, man. And so, moving on, the Bone Cruncher of the Week is I feel like we should aptly rename this to the Soul Crusher of the Week.
1: Uh, I'm happy to rename it as the Soul Crusher moving forward if you like, it's a little more devastating.
0: It is, well, we usually pick uh non-fight related hits here, but this week <laughs> it, this week the hit was well, the, the demolition was delivered by the Chicago Wackhawks to the unfortunate and unsuspecting Colorado Avalanche <laughs> who who sheepishly held a three goal lead for much of the game earlier this week, and lo and behold, the Wackhawks came steaming home to win at three six three, and well, that's really just a microcosm of their season. Sucks to be a coral coral. Right. There's only eight eight games left. Nine games left. It's over soon. Thank God. It's over I soon. Love that
1: those, I love that the Hawks scored three goals in 34 seconds. Like how backbreaking it's that. Like imagine <laughs> you're sitting there on the bench, right? You're like, it's cool. I've got the next shift. Yeah. I'm gonna lock this shit down. We're good. And then it's just
0: boom, boom, boom. You're like, maybe not. Uh, maybe, not. <laughs> maybe not but you know I I feel like that there's we sh- if, if we're to highlight and underline anything there's only nine games left like it's it'll be over yep. soon boys very yep. soon
1: look clearly these dudes need to watch Frozen with their children more and they just need to let it go they fucking <laughs> need to let it go they need to break in a song and give up on hockey this year
0: yeah or just fucking go to Vegas either way
1: Either way, all right, and the last one of the week is the Andrew Shaw shitbag, obviously. It'd be easy to say Matthew Kachuk after his elbow to the Doughboy's face. We're going to go in a different direction, though. Instead, this week's shitbag award goes to anyone who said, posted, or tweeted something along the lines of that's hockey or, quote, it's a big man's game, stop complaining after the deed. Elbowing someone in the face with an elbow pad, which is hard as shit, by the way, isn't part of hockey and if you're going to refer back to some old-time footage showing people taking you know leaping elbow shots at one another you're not going to change my mind it was a dirty shitty shot and if kachuk had a bone to pick with dowdy there was another way to go about it he's going to get dealt with he's likely going to learn his lesson but for those of you out there writing the aforementioned tribe why don't we tee up a little hangout and i'm going to take a clean heavily armored elbow to your jaw and see how much you like it you fucking spud
0: There's always these fucking spastics on the internet as soon as one of these big hits comes. And there's always some dickhead who's like, I have all these fucking armchair referees and Sunday morning GMs who are like, no, man, it's all part of the game. Don't worry about it. Fuck off, man. A dirty hit is a dirty hit. Cop it and move on. Jesus Christ! How's,
1: how's this though? One of the dudes who I saw posting a comment like that, which made me write this. Yeah. I, uh, obviously, obviously, deep dived on his Facebook profile. Of course you did. Someone saying something well, stupid.
0: Anyone who You're says like, something stupid deserves to have the deep dive. Simple as that. Have the
1: deep dive, and I looked at his profile, and he's about oh, I don't know, five foot two. Keen. Probably weighs about sixty kilos. Phenomenal. Quite an unfortunate-looking individual, and I'm not confident he could fight his way out of a paper bag. And he's sitting there advocating for, quote, it's a big man's game, deal with it, mate. Please, the hyper-masculine, (laughs) over-the-top armchair bullshit needs to stop because there is nothing hyper-masculine or tough about you. And the dudes who are hyper-masculine tough guys would think you're a fucking peasant with a bad attitude. You need to shut the fuck up.
0: Yeah, man, turns out living in your mum's basement eating pizza, which is not inherently bad, by the way, is not super, super super-masculine and just... I guess talking shit on the internet about something that you're completely not qualified for bullshit.
1: He's definitely the dude from the bench warmers who lives in his mum's basement and builds peanut butter castles.
0: Wow. What a dream factory.
1: Absolute dream factory. But on that glorious note, we're going to wrap it up this week, son.
0: We are, we are. We're an hour deep as usual. So for those of you that ask for longer episodes, here they are. We have delivered. finally, Plus a one hour plus. This is what we do, um, week we after week. And
1: this this has happened on a Thursday night, and we're going to be back at it in four or five days because we've got John Kennedy coming on as a guest. We're going to do that next Tuesday. Make sure you hook that one up. He's got a lot of really cool shit to talk about. He doesn't just play for the North Stars. He doesn't just run a hockey academy. He's also taken on an Australian citizenship, having been born overseas, and he's going to be representing Australia. So he's got quite a unique, uh, I guess, you know, dual country perspective on the whole thing, similar to to Bert's um, Canadian slash New Zealand outlook on all things hockey.
0: Yeah, man. It's going to be super interesting to get his perspective on, um, I guess, how the game's growing in Australia versus um, the rest of the world. And I think it's, again – the more we can speak to dudes who can bring, a, 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 I guess, another perspective to um, how we view the game is, is, is excellent. And that's what we're trying to bring for, for you guys, our, our, our faithful listeners. So um, it's important for us to do that. And I think it's um, important for everyone to share in that. So, uh, man, great vibes. Great vibes all around.
1: Huge vibe. You know what's going to be a better vibe? I'm going to go. Have a cup of tea now.
0: Mad. Well, that's it. Make sure you check us out on all of our socials. That's on the gram, Twitter, and Facebook. We follow, we carry the at Holly Park Podcast handle. We also have a website, HolyparkPodcast.com. That is where Cam and myself occasionally post up some excellent, excellent articles. Most op-ed, mostly clickbait, mostly there to enrage you. Please leave a comment if you're upset um it is something that we want to do if you please again we want to promote the conversation get at us if we said something that upsets you in any way excellent jump onto one of our socials and yell at us about it that is what we want we want you to hold us to account if it really pisses you off jump on the show and yell at us we like it get on board
1: into it couldn't agree more
0: well that's it man well this is episode 44 in the bank
1: done